Okay, welcome back to the channel again today, ladies and gents, for the second video today. This is a big one. I've been waiting for the announcement to come out. It's now uh, complete, and that is around the central bank digital currency, the next phase within the UK, so the digital pound. We've just had a big document released as well. We're going to get into all of this, which is it's getting a lot more complicated. So I've had to take some time just to simplify it all. And I, well, we've got a lot of notes. Rather than going through 50 odd pages there, we're just gonna go a few, through a few pages as a summary to let you know what is happening here. But really, the battle has started, not just with these government central bank digital currencies, but now the commercial banks are fighting back. Because if you remember what I said a while back, I, I, I was trying to explain that when these CBDCs launch, well, you're not going to need what's known as intermediaries anymore. What is an intermediary? It is a commercial bank. That is your bank that even government agencies use as intermediaries and things like that. Because I said what you'll have is a citizen with a digital wallet and you'll have the government, the central bank. Well, there's no need for these large commercial banks in the middle because the government will just do their transactions directly with the individual. When it comes to taxes, oh, don't worry about that. We've debited it already. What? We took too much? Well, that's your problem. You need to claim that back from us. So the commercial banks have fought back with something called the Regulated Liability Network, RLN. And that's what we'll talk a little bit about today because I'm assuming most of you won't have heard about this. It is pretty serious what is happening now. And we've got a lot more governments, a lot more countries who are now in the pilot phase of their CBDC. We obviously know that Nigeria was a very dystopian test case with what they did there and removing the cash at the same time and forcing people almost onto the CBDC. And now we have the banks fighting back. We also have cryptocurrency platforms and the millions of users or the hundreds of millions of users fighting back against this as well. So there is a lot going on right now and you need to know this information. So the UK Treasury Committee's just held a hearing with the Bank of England to discuss the new CBDC for to, to see will it launch? Hmm, hmm, we're not sure, will it launch or not? And they give it a 50% chance of launching. Let me just say that I will give it a 100 percent chance of launching. It is definitely going to launch, even though they keep saying, well, we're not sure, we're just testing it. Maybe we need it, but we're not sure. They are going to launch it. They are all going to launch it. All Western countries will launch this central bank digital currency and a digital ID. We found this out during all the lockdown and the COVID era, let's just say that when the medical records, remember what happened with all the medical records being released and then there was going to be all these new third parties that were going to look after our medical data and we had to opt out and all this other stuff. So we know where this is leading towards. And they did actually mention the digital ID for the first time, but they said it's to stop terrorism and fraud. Yes, well, maybe, but uh, I think there's other aspects to it as well. So what did they say at this meeting? 
will the evolving trends in economy, society and technology emphasize how important it is to launch one? No further details on that, of course. They see enormous benefits for the economy and society, including enabling tiny or micro payments, as well as programmable money. We knew this was going to come up. They've been denying this for almost two years now that there was going to be a programmable nature to it. And, and I've said it, many other people have said they're definitely going to do a programmable nature to it. So they have now confirmed there will be a programmable nature to it after they've said the whole time that this would never happen. The other reason, this is one of their strong points that they outlined here. They said that currently there isn't enough inclusion, right? You know, you know where this is going and that financial inclusion is a significant focus for the bank at present. Over a million people in the UK do not have a bank account and unfortunately have to use cash. Yeah, of course, that's unfortunate for those people. It also says that 20% of adults prefer cash payments and this is just not inclusive enough. So that makes no sense whatsoever as a starting point. Yes, I understand some people have been debanked or some people don't have a bank account and there's a whole host of reasons for that. It could be anything from someone's homeless, uh, very difficult to get a bank account if you're homeless, through to other reasons. Sometimes people just don't want a bank account. They prefer to deal in cash and, you know, for whatever reason. So they're now using diversity and inclusivity as their, you know, talking point. It fits in with all the other agenda stuff. So that's what they're saying, that we need to get all these people inclusive, that, you know, they're just not using digital payments. They're only using cash. They also said this will help with easier compliance checks for digital wallets. Again, they said that digital sort of IDs, digital wallets may or may not happen. And now we've got it confirmed. Another worrying thing they've said is that the CBDC would only work if it's widely used by all households and businesses for payments. And this is why I've said before that I think this will be forced upon us as opposed to optional. Remember, they said before it was optional. I think this is going to be forced upon us. And in order for them not to force it in a very negative way, what I think they're going to do is, and again, feel free to save this and uh, play it in the future. But I think maybe on a Friday, something like that, we'll have the, the prime minister make an, an announcement. There's some sort of cyber attack or some sort of attack on the banking system. Maybe it was Russia. Maybe Putin did it. Who knows? They're going to come out with something and say that there was this big attack on the banking system and that Monday will be a bank holiday. But don't you worry, they're going to fix it. And then something like on the Monday, it's all, you know, they'll make another announcement that on Tuesday, there's going to be all this new system. You need to open a digital wallet, digital ID. Don't worry, we'll set it all up for you. We're going to make it easy. We'll even deposit £100 in there to get you started, right? It's going to be something like this. That's what I think they're going to do. Now, the other thing is, if you remember that video I made on the, the Great Reset 2020, it's quite interesting. I think I've got it here, actually. Yeah, here we go on this tab. Well, this is the CEO of MasterCard. So if you remember, I talked about what's he got to do with all of this 
um, Great Reset initiative. I, I don't get it. Why is he involved? Now it's transpired why he was involved. But if you remember this entire video, which everyone thought was nuts, well, actually 95% of this video has now come true. The only part left to come true really is this end part where I talked about why I think all of these are involved, all these financial institutions and reading their blueprints, and that it was a digital currency, a central bank digital currency. Of course, everyone thought that was nuts. But actually, all of this has come to pass now, everything from the food to the mass migration to the health stuff. All of this stuff has now passed. The last thing on that forecast to pass was this central bank digital currency. And it looks like we are almost there now. So the RLN USA is also under a currency trial. This is the Federal Reserve's New York Innovation Center with Citibanks involved, Wells Fargo is involved, HSBC and seven others um, major banks in the US are involved in this RLN. So it looks as though they are fighting back against this CBDC because if you think about it, what use will a bank be once this CBDC launches between the government and private citizens and businesses via their limited companies will most likely be the case. These commercial banks won't really be able to do much at all. How will they even issue loans and do mortgages? Keep an eye on this for your mortgages for the future. How will they be able to do that? They won't have the digital currency required. So this is why I think they're starting to fight back. So what you're ending up with now is this RLN. You're ending up with the CBDC and you've got your major cryptocurrencies, you know, your Bitcoin and XRPs and all, all these other things that I think are going to be coming through quite heavily. So these trials they did in the US as well, this was, this was cross-border. So it was both domestic and outside of the US. The other thing as well, we're not hearing much about this, but you keep seeing just in the small print and small sections, they talk about the tokenization of assets, which is a little complex, but actually it's quite simple at the same time. And if you think about NFTs, non-fungible tokens, you're probably aware of this. They were quite big and you know you had all this strange artwork and things that people were were buying and paying high prices for. Well, I think that's really just the start, the tipping point of all of this, because you've got some of the biggest banks like Goldman Sachs that already started back in April to look into the tokenization of assets. Now, you might think this is no relevance to me, Neil. Why are you sharing this? Actually, it might. Do you live in a house? Do you own a car? Well, then this may apply to you because what it is, and I'll try and make this as simple as possible. If you think about a property, for example, or you think about some sort of an item, like let's say this was a piece of art, which in a way it is to me, it's a, a mug, a tea mug that I bought from Thailand, which I really love, keeps my tea hot. But let's just say this is a piece of art and five of you out there wanted to have shares in this. You wanted to buy into this. Well, you can't because there's only one item. So what you can do then is you could buy 20, five of you could buy 20% of this via something like, let's just say NFT, something around that. But they call it here the tokenization of assets. So what you could see in the future is your house or your mortgage, for example, 
could be split up between different owners. Different people could own that mortgage via tokenization. These banks could start to own more of because remember, 2030, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. How do you think they're going to achieve that? Someone has to own the things. I mean, you can't be naive to think that no one's going to own anything. No, these big corporations are going to own it and we will, you know, own nothing. We will rent it, etc. So is it any wonder they're doing all of these trials on the tokenization of assets? And yes, including houses. These are some of the trials that have been going on. So we now have these trials in the UK as well. And that's the, um, the paper I talked about here. I don't recommend reading it. It's very complex. And um, well, if you like that sort of thing, go for it. But um, basically, the summary is it's a blockchain network initially launched in the US, now coming over to the UK as part of an interbank plan. But actually, it's just emerged that the UK trialed this last year. So this was already done and now they're announcing it. So who are the major banks in the UK? HSBC, Barclays, Lloyds, as well as Santander, uh, UK and Visa. So it's the usual corporates. However, this is where it gets very interesting. So what I did was I just did a search online. I wanted to find out which banks were currently blocking crypto. Have a guess which banks it was. So HSBC we talked about here. Yep, that's on there. Barclays. Yep, that's on there. Lloyds. Yep, that's on there. Santander is also on there. And one of the is the Nationwide, which we didn't mention. But Nationwide is also on there. So that gives us a very good idea of what is happening here. I'm really just connecting the dots for you. This is the reason these banks are blocking crypto or they are very heavily reducing the on-ramps that you can buy into crypto. So here's a couple of examples. HSBC has imposed new rules prohibiting customers from purchasing digital currencies from exchanges with their cards. Now, I'm not sure if this is debit and credit cards or just credit cards, but it does say that some transactions are permitted using a debit card, but have to be selectively regulated. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but um, if you're with HSBC, I'm sure you'll drop a comment below. Nationwide, then £5,000 daily limit for adult current accounts and a £100 limit for flex accounts. So uh, not too bad then, £5,000, quite a lot of money. Again, uh, with credit cards, you cannot purchase crypto, but I think that's most credit cards now then. NatWest has also put in, it says here, the harshest measures regarding crypto. Barclays is a bank that's expressed reluctance towards crypto. And actually, a little tip for you here, if you're ever getting a Barclays mortgage or anything like that, um, and they ask you if you own crypto, no, I don't own any crypto. Otherwise, you're going to be rejected. Don't ask me how I know. Let's move on then. And this is one thing I thought was very strange. Again, we're coming back to the Bank of England here. It says that third parties will be able to add programmability to the CBDC. Now, what exactly that means at this stage, I'm not sure. I'm probably going to have to dig into this a lot more and understand this a lot more because this is where the complexity comes 
in. Now they've also said without the programmable nature, uh, CBDC could disrupt the uniformity of money in the UK. Again, they don't give details on what they mean by that. But UK finances raised concerns over the low holding limits that they're talking about, which is roughly £10,000. Because remember, this is not going to be, well, or it may be, they haven't given details. But what they're saying is this will be a transition to the CBDC. Well, how can you have two currencies running side by side? What happened with, um, I think it was the, yeah, it was, it was the German Weimar Republic, where you had the Rentenmark, you had the Deutschmark running side by side. You're not just going to be able to take all this British pounds like this, or US dollars or euros, and then just replicate it and then say, oh, they're running side by side, or we're going to close this here. It's not going to work. They're going to have, this is where it gets very interesting. I'd love your comments and thoughts below as well to help the community with, with this, because this is where I'm still a little bit fuzzy on exactly how this is going to happen. But either way, it's going to be a massive shock to the system and it's going to be pretty dire. And exactly how older people uh, who aren't tech savvy or younger people who maybe aren't tech, well, most young people are tech savvy, but maybe it's people that aren't financially savvy. How people are going to manage this transition is yet to be seen. Now, there's, there's three banks here, Barclays, Lloyds, and Santander are also involved in Fnality, a different model for token-based wholesale cross-border payments. So there are three banks to keep an eye on there. Finality then is a DLT payments infrastructure backed by 17 major financial firms. And this is going to be launched, it says Q3 of 2023. Well, we're already there. So I'm assuming they've already started this. The platform is designed for settling tokenized assets, again, we've just talked about what those are, as well as multiple currencies. So the only ones permitted are British pounds, euro, US dollars, yen, and Canadian dollar. Finality has confirmed its progress in launching the wholesale payments in the US and Europe from this year. So this is coming ASAP. And this is where MasterCard comes in as well. So do you remember when I talked about my bank? So I just got a new bank because my other bank closed me down. And this was a while back now, it's a few months ago. I know, don't ask, I think this is my sixth or seventh bank that's closed me. And I opened new ones and then one of them might close me. But, but anyway, it is what it is. And I said that I'd got this new bank card and I'd had it for about four weeks, five weeks. And then I get a letter in the post saying, oh, hey, Neil, here's your new bank card. And we've done this because it's more carbon friendly, more climate friendly, this bank card. So I looked at them both side by side. The first one was just a normal plastic card with Visa. The second one, it was kind of plasticky, but a bit more matte finished. And this one said MasterCard. And I said, come on, do they think we're that stupid? It's obvious what they're doing here. It's nothing to do with climate because I had a card that was brand new already in existence. How would printing me a new card on recycled plastic help the environment? It wouldn't. It's ridiculous. But um, I guess they think people are that stupid. So what we're really seeing then is this move over to MasterCard. And as soon as that happened, I started looking into MasterCard more because I you know, remember the, the Great Reset video. I talked about that and why he was involved. Why was he one of the main speakers, a stakeholder? 
And this is the reason why. It's because they are preparing to integrate cryptocurrencies as well as digital currencies. So they're basically playing both sides here and this lightning network and everything else. So they're getting involved in everything as a way to overtake Visa. And I think Visa really dropped the ball, especially if you were investing in these companies, because what they did was they launched their takeover of the European Visa network just as MasterCard decided to jump in and, and launch this project. So I think they probably made a interesting decision there. Was it the right one? Was it the wrong one? I think time will tell. But this will probably swing back to Visa later on, I think, anyway. But MasterCard is definitely willing to tick all of the boxes for everything going on. So a few more banks have recently switched as well over to MasterCard, First Direct, NatWest, so that's the whole banking group of NatWest, so, and Santander. So if you've noticed your card switch to MasterCard, that is the reason why. The banks cited their decision to switch were based on, oh, we don't even need to get into all this, you know what it's gonna say here. But it's interesting when it comes to cryptocurrencies as well, because we've now got 420 million global users of cryptocurrency. And now you can see why the banks have been closing all of these on-ramps and adding all this regulatory things as well as the government. So it's really been hit from both sides. You've got government hitting it with regulation. You've got the banks hitting it with money laundering and scams and everything else. So what's happened is, well, you, you can see what's happened with the crypto market at the moment. But I still think the biggest concern then is the programmable nature of these CBDCs. It really is. And let's just end with a very quick screen share then, because this is from the Bank of England website. How might a day in the life of a digital pound user look like then? 7 a.m. Time to check your balance on your digital wallet. 10 a.m. Buy a cup of tea with digital pounds using your smartphone. Just tap it on the same device used for credit and debit cards. 3 p.m. Pay the electrician in digital pounds. Both of you get an instant notification that the payment is complete. 6 p.m. Order groceries online. I thought that was interesting. And pay for them using the digital pound option on the website checkout. 8 p.m. Transfer money from your bank account into your digital pound wallet. So it looks as though they're implying here then that you are going to have two different forms of payment options. Well, they're definitely going to have to allow the transition of one um, normal pound, fiat pound, into a digital pound. Otherwise, the inflation level would go through the roof. We've got loads of articles, but I'm not going to go through them all. The video will be too long. But even Russia is now testing digital ruble with the banks. Uh, 13 banks and limited clients. So this started on the 15th of August. It shows that Putin signed the digital ruble into law in July. And it's pretty obvious why Russia heavily sanctioned by the US and Europe following all the conflict in Ukraine views the digital ruble as a way of circumventing the financial restrictions. And then finally then, who has launched? Well, here is who is in pilot phase. And you can see, very interesting, who's in the pilot phase. Russia, Kazakhstan, Iran, China, India. What about South Africa? They're on there as well. 
And then we've got all the development phase as well. So a quick update here. Canada, USA, Mexico in development. Brazil is also in development, Colombia, and then a lot of the European countries. So that is it. You are now up to date on this CBDC or the Brit coin, the UK digital pound, central bank digital currency. Not good news at all, especially this flip now on the programmable nature of currency. Let me just say that I'm not going to have all my eggs in one basket. I will definitely have cryptocurrencies. I will definitely have gold and silver. I'll definitely have other diversified assets and forms of payment for when this launches, because it doesn't matter how well they execute and plan this. This is going to be very chaotic, sporadic for a very short period of time. And we don't exactly know how it's going to go down, especially if there is some sort of a you know, cyber attack or whatever they're going to come up with at the time. So as always, just be prepared for whatever may come. Thank you so much for watching today. Really appreciate you as subscribers. Take care. God bless. I will see you next time.